This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Choose Your Own Horror podcast review adventure, episode number 7 of season 1. I'm your host Duncan McLeish, welcome to the show. Now if this is your first time checking out the Choose Your Own Horror podcast review adventure, you might be wondering why is the title so long and why is Duncan not taking a breath when he's saying those words, he will pass out through lack of oxygen. It's a good concern. Thank you very much for showing it, but it is a subset of podcasts under the stairs where the control of the movie choice is handed to you, dear listener. Now, when I say the control, I specify some options. You guys vote on those options, those options being movies. Sometimes a little caveat on top. Sometimes there's a little a little extra something to give it a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spice on top of it. But for the most part, we tend to pick movies. I put four of them in the Facebook group page. You vote on them, whatever wins I watch. And these movies that we put in there are first time watches for this guy reviewing right here. Always a first time watch when we do this. Now, the reason this is season one is because that what we'll do is we'll continue going through until either we run out of options, I run out of interest, or I put a caveat on top for a movie and we don't achieve it. So, a recent example would be that we had Court Psyops, who you guys selected to come on this podcast with me, and the movie that was selected was a movie called Anguish. And not only did you get to choose that, though, the the caveat there was, if Court did not rate the movie above a 3.5, then the season was over. Court did rate it, and then we continued on, and the streak has been going through six movies, strong, strong as an ox. And we've come to this one here, the second time I put a caveat on top of a title. Now, we went for more obscure titles this time round, because I felt we were playing it far too safe. Everyone was like, oh yeah, you're going to totally love this movie, and guess what? Totally love them movies. So I decided to mix things up, and from the four titles that were put forward, you guys selected No One Lives which is a little horror movie from 2012 slash 2013. That was your selection. The caveat this time though from the four choices was it had to be a movie that I would score four or above. So hang on to your hats, you will find out what I thought of that movie after the first break. But before we get to that, we're kicking off a brand new week of podcasting under the stairs. We're giving you a ton of content as always. Juicy, juicy, juicy content. There are three planned episodes dropping this week. Obviously, this is episode number one. On either Thursday or Friday, I've not decided yet, depends when I get to the cinema, you will get a bonus review of the new Blumhouse horror movie, Ma. And then... And then, ladies and gents, a little uh, 88 Films Italian Collection series review, which will drop on Sunday. So that's your lineup for the week. It's a pretty tasty lineup, if I do say so myself. Now, keep your eyes peeled in the middle of this week. 
there is important news dropping on the podcast under the stairs page we will drop in the blog page link to the first five shows that will be um, under the the microscope for the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series. That's right, on Wednesday, I'll be releasing the first 50 movies we'll be covering on the first five episodes of the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series looking at the 90s. So there you go. The guest hosts have put their uh, choices forward. I have also put my choices forward and we're going to be recording those episodes soon and they'll be coming out towards the end of July for all y'all out there. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But enough of this for Let's take some time away from this recording. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for No One Lives. When we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's gotta go. <laughs> That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon-exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Note to self, do not order the fish. Hey there, I'm Amber. Hey, you guys from around here. Please, we don't want any trouble. Don't. Don't. You're not the type. Trust me. I know the type. Don't mind my boy here. His idea of friendliness is to scare the tourists. Where are we? Last place on Earth. Get away from her. Doing. He's trapping us. 
should have run while you had the chance. And welcome back, ladies and gents. You just heard the trailer for movie number seven of season one of the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure. You guys have been nailing it, nailing it to the wall with your suggestions thus far. And I put up a tough one. I'm not I'm not joking. This one was never gonna be easy. You guys were you guys were challenged. Um in that we could have went different ways. Now, to be honest, I kind of stacked the deck in my favour in that I picked a couple of movies that were reviewed mid-range and a couple of movies that were reviewed very highly. Interestingly enough, I don't know if anyone else did the same research before picking and that is not giving away anything to this grade. I don't know how much you guys do that, whether it's a gut reaction of, oh well I know that movie, I'm picking it, or whether it's like, let me do my research here, let's see if this movie fits the brief if this movie is going to have the desired outcome. So, um, or maybe it might even be actually, I'm thinking about this, a case of, I've never watched this movie, this gives me an excuse to watch it along with Duncan. All those are fine ways of choosing things, but you guys settled on No One Lives. Now, I will say this, instantly, it had a win for me. It had a win for me in that this movie's not even an hour and a half long and that is two thumbs up from this guy. I fucking love shorter horror movies, especially when we're doing them for these sort of these sort of runs. Because I never know how I'm going to feel and if it's a long movie, it could become ponderous and my interest could wane. Um, but that's what you guys did. Now, on top of that, you picked a movie which was directed by a little guy called Rahui Kitamura. Now, I love a bit of Ryui Kitamura. He is the man behind, uh, you may have seen a little movie called Verses. We all love Verses. He also did um, that Clive Barker adaptation, Midnight Meat Train, which was also a movie I kind of really enjoyed. However, he did put his name to a little movie that came out last year on Shudder, it was last year on Shudder, called Downrange, which me and Baz reviewed and it was shite. It was absolutely shite. Uh, no redeeming features at all, terrible dialogue, terrible acting, um, and just crap. So there you go. That's that's kind of how I thought. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm, it was shit. Um, so I was interested coming back to watch his stuff. It's been a while since I watched um, a Kitamura movie. How this one would play out. Now once again though, the cast is strong in this one. The central character is played by Luke Evans, who I mean he's a bit younger in this movie, but has went on to do great things in cinema. I mean we're we'll jumping back a good what what we're we doing seven years for Luke Evans. So this is I'm breaking out the scene, but Lee Tergeson. Uh, is also an actor that I have a fondness for, I do quite like him. Um, so yeah, I was interested to see how that was going to play out as well. Now, uh, it was written by David Cohen, who goes under the name David Lawrence Cohen for some reason. And uh, the cast, like I said earlier, is Luke Evans. We have Adelaide Clemens, Lee Tergeson, Derek Magyar, uh, America Olivio, Bo Knapp, um, Lindsay Shaw, Tyrus, uh, Laura Ramsey, uh, Gary Grubb, and some other folk. Now, the first thing I'm going to say about this movie is the bit that I need to get out of the way straight away. This movie, um, how <laughs> to say it, WWE Studios came up right at the start, and that to me is a fucking giant warning flare, right, of this could be a rough ride. 
Now, that is not to say that not all WWE produced movies are terrible. I like Oculus. I thought Oculus was a good movie. And I actually have a soft spot for the first scene No Evil. Um, I quite like that movie as well. Did not like the sequel. Did not like that sequel at all. But they tend to find a vehicle to get their wrestlers in. In the case of this one, Tyrus, the character, is played by a guy called Brodius Clay, who I remember briefly... Uh, as having a bit of uh, a WWE presence back in the day. So, uh, he is in this, um, and yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. The central premise of the movie, as the synopsis on IMDb says, is a gang of ruthless highway killers kidnap a wealthy couple travelling cross-country only to shockingly discover that things are not what they seem. Yeah, the premise of this movie is basically that. We have these kind of, what you would usually see in most horror movies, as kind of group of kind of miscreant sort of family of robbers, thieves, etc, etc. And killers. There, there is a bit of death at the start of this movie. Your general bad guys in movies, generally the guys that would be terrorising people. And it inverts this, this premise by making them do something or kidnap someone or get involved with something which will ultimately lead to them being stopped by the person they're wanting to try and exploit. In the case of this one, Luke Evans plays a guy who the more we start to find out about him, the more dangerous he becomes. He starts off as a guy who has this kind of intensity bubbling underneath the surface. Um, and we then very quickly realise he is a stone cold killer, uh, a serial killer, a man who deals in numbers and uh, statistics and facts and um, is pretty relentless. So he's kind of the embodiment of like a slasher killer, but given a bit of a personality. Uh, and I say a bit of a personality because there are grapes here, ladies and gents. And yeah, he as a character at the beginning of this movie, I suppose we should jump back there, I'm all over the place. Um, for a short movie, we, we go on a bit of a journey. Um, at the beginning, we see a girl get kidnapped and maybe she dies, right? Turns out she's been kidnapped by Luke Evans and has been taken on this wild road trip. Meanwhile, there's this family of, like I said earlier on, robbers and killers who murder a, a wealthy couple and kind of go into hiding, so to speak. And they, they come across Luke Evans and his partner and they decide to terrorise him. And one guy, the, the, the fucking Johnny Big Boss of the crew, decides that what he's going to do is he's going to kidnap them, steal the car, sell the car, get some cash. And when he checks inside the car, he finds this girl who's been kidnapped, who has this huge reward on her head. Um, and this girl keeps warning them that, no, 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 no. If you don't kill Luke Evans' character, he is going to come for you. And if he comes for you, you're all fucked. Because he won't stop until he gets me. Right? That's the premise of the movie. Um, and he does. It's, he's a very, very, very violent, very gory. Uh, and they lean heavily into the practical effects. So the thumbs up for that movie. Um, but there are issues. There are quite a lot of issues with this movie. The first one is the script is awful. <laughs> like, oh, no one speaks like a human being in this movie at all. It, they seem like really bad wrestling promos. You know, like, where, like, I, I love, well, I used to love, and I want, one day I may love again some some WWE, some wrestling, and I used to love the promos. The promos were the thing that used to get in it, and some of them are great at it. Some of them, 
not so much. And you can tell the ones that are not so much um, because they say things and you either don't get that chill or the raised hair um, or they say something you're like, eh? <laughs> what does that mean? It's all about the delivery and everyone feels like they're reading directly from a board behind the camera. And that never really changes. It's consistently that way throughout the entire movie. And some of the one lines, some of the dialogue in this movie is fucking honking, is absolutely terrible, right? Absolutely terrible. Now, let's jump to IMDb because I couldn't remember them. I, I really wish I could remember them. But listen to some of this, right? Hey, you must be out of your mind. I'm very much in my mind. No one speaks like that. No one speaks like that, right? Uh, how about any last words? Pity. Concise, not terribly clever, but the clarity of the intention crystal, crystal clear. However, no. Um, just that... No one speaks like a human being in this movie, right? Which is a big issue here because I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. Am I supposed to root for Luke Evans, the guy who is at first kidnapped and is now killing them off? Um, am I supposed to root for him as he picks off these guys that murdered someone earlier on? Or am I supposed to root for the guys who murdered the family at the start? Or am I supposed to root for the girl in the middle? Is she the one that I'm supposed to root for? Because she has no personality and nothing that makes me want to spend time listening to her um, or anything. She she has no gravitas. She's no sorrow. Sorrow. She has no emotion. She's dead behind the eyes like a shark. So you get through that. You get through the the position of not really liking any of the characters, uh, having to listen to dialogue, which is pretty bad. Um, but being wowed by it, I want to stress about this one. The practical effects in this movie are actually kind of awesome. Uh, there's like a lot of gore, there's a lot of fake blood here. Um, and the kills, for the most part, are really cool. So I'm kind of torn here. I'm like, kills are really good, dialogue is fucking awful. Well, what do I do here? Well, maybe we'll settle in on some of the action. And the action is laughably bad. There, there are characters here, they're all doing wrestling moves. This is all choreographed by a wrestler. Um, it's like watching the fight scene in They Live, but without the the payoff of something kind of ridiculous about Roddy Roddy Piper like fucking suplexing another man on concrete and them getting up and still continuing to fight for five minutes. There are like damn near superhuman strength choke slams in this movie by guys that shouldn't be able to do it. Uh, there's talk at one point as well, we actually see a flashback scene where Luke Evans slits his own throat and there is no scar later on. And I was watching that going, that feels to me like a blatant fucking mistake here. Like it's a proper, like this isn't like a little nick that you get when you're shaving. It slices his throat um, as a kind of power play thing which works out kind of interesting psychologically maybe later on in the movie. So you get that aspect. Characters are like superhuman strength. Now once again, I know what you're saying. Jason Voorhees is superhuman strength. But look at Jason. Fucking look at him. <laughs> he's fucking huge. Luke Evans just is, he's like a shite Terminator in this movie. Uh, nothing seems to slow him down. Nothing seems to stop him. He has terrible wooden delivery of dialogue. And that's kind of where you are. Then put on top of this, the, the score. The score is kind of naff. Um, it doesn't really quite know whether it wants to be 
kind of rocky metal sim track or if it's going to be kind of intense sim track and it's kind of all over the place and at times it was weirdly distracting um, that I kind of struggled to work out what exactly was going on and then I very quickly realised that maybe, maybe this director was already heading the way of downrange for a while. I did not like downrange, I thought it was, it was all the things that I criticise people for criticising horror movies about and being dumb, only an excuse to have some blood on the screen and all the rest. Um, this movie is kind of the prototype of it, it's the bigger budgeted version of it. Like, I like Midnight Meat Train because I love the story and whilst it's not the perfect adaptation for that story, I like what they do with it. Also at the same time, love Versus. Versus is over the top and nuts and Japanese and it gets away with it because it's Japanese. But when you start moving down that road in a kind of Western environment, you really need to pull something out of the bag. And No One Lives doesn't really do it. It kind of really doesn't know what space it's trying to occupy. And as a result of that, it has some big issues that I can't get my head around when I'm watching it. I really didn't like a lot of what I was hearing. I loved a lot of what I was seeing, but the choreography didn't make much sense at all. Camera work's great. And so I'm kind of left with this mixed bag. Don't like the sim design. Love the practical effects. Don't like the dialogue. Um, don't really like the acting. But it shot really well. And it's short. And it became a kind of frustrating thing for me to sit and say, I'm not sure, like, this movie to me feels like what would happen if one of the later wrong turn movies had a bit of a budget. You know what I mean? It's kind of ludicrous, it's kind of all over the place, and I don't know who it's aimed for. If, if it's aimed at the WWE crowd, then that makes perfect fucking sense, because if you're the WWE crowd who maybe, by some chance, possibly has not experienced the, you know, like a lot of horror movies and you want to try and get into it. This movie's a perfect entry to that. But as someone who really likes horror movies, sitting down to watch a movie like this, it just highlights how how much better a lot of the genre is compared to this. And it just never, re it never really won me over at all. And as it was heading towards the end, I felt myself getting... Like, I graded this maybe 10 minutes before the end. I was like, this is like your solid three and a half star movie. And then the ending happened, and the ending was shit. <laughs> it was really, really, really shit. And kind of looked like it was going to be set up for a sequel, which looks like it never happened, and that is a good thing. Uh, probably because Luke Evans has went on to much bigger and better things since. But, you know, it lands, and I'm like, yeah, this is a bad movie. Uh, and I had to drop a whole point off it. So, in answer to the question, did this movie score a 4 or above? No, it did not, ladies and gents. This movie scored a 2.5, which is the first time I've flung out one of these on a like big mainstay review for a more modern film in a while. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I think 2.5 is maybe being kind. I'm giving it like extra, I'm leaning in a bit extra because of the practical effects. It's not a good movie. Um, I'm sure it entertains some folk out there, I'm sure it has its audience, this movie was not for me. And when I think about some of the other ones we could have went down, there's a South Korean revenge drama that was you know, was one of the suggestions, and it gets incredible reviews. It's supposed to be bleak and nihilistic and brutal and dark and sad, and I sat through this WWE studio movie. Um, 
and I wondered what I'd, do, what I'd done to upset you out there, listeners. You're usually on point. So the streak is over, and season one is over. We did not meet the grade that I was kind of hoping that we would meet for this one. And what that actually means is that with season one ending, we're going to take a month off from this series, uh, and then bring it back in July, where I will start the season all over again. And our job, ladies and gents, is to get past the six movie mark. We need to get seven movies under our belt to beat this season. Now, it's not all tears and sadness uh, because I just want to stress that for the most part, we've covered some fucking bitching movies as part of this season. I mean, this season has allowed me to pick off some titles that I've been wanting to pick off for a long time. We did Bug. We did Suicide Club. We did a little bit of Cure, we did Anguish, which I was alright with, but The Skin I Live In, and even Pet, Pet kind of got my attention, I kind of enjoyed it as well, so we we kind of peaked and then started to slowly trundle our way down after The Skin I Live In. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing what happens the next season. Um, we went all over the place when you think about it. Bunk right is an American movie, but then we did two back-to-back Japanese movies, two back-to-back Spanish-produced movies, uh, and a movie which was American but had a lot of Spanish money in it. So we have done the rims, ladies and gents. We have done the rims. We will just see if we can get longer in season two. Right, I'm going to take my last break of this show. When I come back, I'm closing it out, and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure, Season 1, Episode Number 7. And we take a look at No One Lives. Sadly, it killed the season off. It didn't get a 4 or above. And that puts Season 1 to bed. But do not fear, ladies and gents. Season 2, a brand new season with a brand new opportunity to take us to dizzying heights will be coming next month. So keep your eyes and ears prepared for that. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop. And if you leave us a rating and review, we would appreciate that as well. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, the TuneIn app and Spotify. Come across to our website, it's tputscast.com and if you want to give us some money and get some cool merch, you can get posters and enamel pins by visiting tputscast.bigcartel.com. You can come across to our Facebook page. We have two over there if you want to be a part of the group, interact with other listeners, chat about horror, vote on what movies are the choices for the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure. You can do that by visiting facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. If you're only interested as when the shows drop, occasionally checking out a live stream on a Thursday Thursday, then you can do that by going to the Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash cast. You can interact with myself and the Baz and the twin prongs of social media sex and this Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at cast. The podcast Under the Stairs will return either Thursday or Friday, more likely Friday, when we have a bonus episode reviewing the brand new horror movie from Blumhouse, Ma. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.
Oh, qu'est-ce que t'as à me regarder Toujours vif, comme au premier jour de cours Autour à tour, les mecs te matent Claque pas des genoux, t'es viré de la cour Tenir le coup, regard froid, fais pas le tocard L'œil au beurre noir, vaut mieux le faire que l'avoir Dès le plus jeune âge entraîné à évoluer dans une meute où l'ego Se fait les dents sur les colliers d'à côté Où les réputations se font et se défendent Où les moins costauds enjambent les ponts Se défendent sans modération En guerre permanente avec les autres Les bandes se forment, on comprend vite qu'on est plus fort Avec ses potes, en somme voici venir l'âge béni où tu te crois, mais t'es qu'un con Et y'a qu'à toi qu'on l'a pas dit Les autres jouent les caïds pour une bille Puis une fille, le poil s'érisse, les dents graissent On tape pour des pécadilles Évite les yeux, on doit pas voir quand ça va mal La moindre faille physique ou mentale L'issue peut être fatale On grandit au milieu des ronins Chacun sa barque pourrie sur sa mère de merde Chacun sa voix, sa vie devant l'adversité Les coudes se soudent, on pousse un caille Le doute se taille, prêt à mourir comme un samouraï La fierté, la loi, tu comme un bon vieux que l'on s'avoue la main sur le katana. Même si la peur m'assaille, je partirai comme un samouraï. On joue dans un champ barrage. La fierté, la loi, tu comme un bon vieux que l'on s'avoue la main sur le katana. Même si la peur m'assaille, je partirai comme un samouraï. Le temps passe, baby card grandit entre le fer et la foi. La foi, c'est avec le fer qu'il l'a acquise aux prises avec la pression. La presse relate ses actions. Prison souvent remplace le paxon Le pompon s'agite au-dessus de nos têtes Chacun le veut pour lui, un billet pour le manège Gratuit, verrouillé la nuit Les lampadaires se morfent en mec Une seule quête, les pépettes Quand t'as les sous, tu drives une 720 Et tu touches des seins en lutte Souvent on bute sur le pied du voisin Espace restreint, on gueule souvent On en vient aux mains pour tout et rien Ça finit devant témoin Et va savoir combien de temps on peut rester sans voir les siens Comprends bien, c'est une réalité, pas une BD L'essence toujours éveillée Éviter les embûches, les femmes risquées, les Piéger, les gens ont changé, la rue est mal fréquentée Surtout sans pas sans tes papiers, ça peut gâcher la soirée J'ai combattu, j'ai eu mon heure, mon jour Je verse un verset pour ceux qui attendent leur tour Et ceux qui ne rigoleront plus, on baissera pas les bras On n'est pas né pour ça, même vaincu on se jettera dans la bataille Pour l'honneur, comme un samouraï On joue dans un champ barrage, la fierté, la loi Tu comme un bon vieux gros à la main sur le katana Même si la peur m'assaille, je partirai comme un samouraï On joue dans un champ barrage, la fierté, la loi Tu comme un bon vieux gros à la main sur le katana Même si la peur m'assaille, je partirai comme un samouraï